So the question is, how do women like us, age 50 plus, and dealing with high blood pressure, high blood sugars, and rising cholesterol levels, how do we keep our health numbers under control while we're trying to squeeze all the goodness we can from our life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Join me as I uncover the secrets of living a plant-based lifestyle, including how to avoid taking medicine simply by eating whole foods, shed the extra fluff around your middle without being hungry or joining a gym, make big lifestyle changes even if you think you have no willpower, eat food you love with no portion control. Let's get your doctor to say, wow, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. All this without meds or restrictive dieting. I'm Robin Wong, and welcome to No Pills, No Hunger. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to No Pills, No Hunger. This is Robin Wong. Thank you for joining me. This is episode 210, and I took some time off. I, uh, yes, I did. I just needed to kind of unplug a little bit from uh, social media, from podcasting, still working in my business. I still um, am engaged with all my clients, but I just needed some time, uh, you know, to kind of look inward and do some personal reflection, recharging, and just learn some other things that I had in the back burner that I was really interested in. And, and, Yes, it was it was good. I'm glad to be back and I am so glad that you're here with me. So what is going on? So let me tell you, I am doing more in-person uh, events, which is really exciting. And that was part of the some time off was to really explore that and get a, a, a presentation put together and find a location to go do it. And so I ventured out a little bit from my normal type 2 diabetes. I was doing a talk on stress hormones and inflammation, which uh, reaches a different audience, but definitely impacts people with type 2 diabetes as well. We know that a lot of our chronic conditions uh, also bring a lot of inflammation into our bodies. And so, and just know that when you're, you know, choosing whole foods, uh, you really help that inflammation. But anyway, that was really fun, uh, connecting with uh, people in person, getting on the phone with them and doing some wellness evaluations with them. It, it's really uh, been a different dimension because I've been virtual uh, for so long that doing this in-person stuff was really a good time. So I did some focus on that and now I'm integrating both into my practice. Uh, so that is fun. But that's what's enough of me. I want to talk to you about uh, kind of what is going on in the world. So uh, I, as I'm recording this, we are watching uh, the uh, funeral ceremony around Queen Elizabeth's um, passing. And whether you follow it or not, uh, whether you think there should be royalty or not is, is beside the point. I want to just focus on her life and her life to service and, you know, her long life for that matter. She lived to be 96. And when I was, I just recently had my dad and my uncle over, my godfather over for dinner and one's 86, one's 88. And I thought, wow, you know, gosh, if they live as long as she did, I've got them another 10 years. How great is that? Let's keep them healthy and going strong. 
And so, uh, and, and in the same time, during this time off, I, I really re- reached out and had more time with friends that I hadn't had time for because I was building my business and working with clients, which has been really valuable. And one of those friends is actually uh, struggling with cancer. And it was really interesting to me to see the, the sort of topics that people talk about when they're getting to later in life, they have a different perspective on how, how valuable every day is, or if you're struggling with a, an illness, for sure, every day is a gift, right? And so I've been musing on this, and with in doing so, I came across um, a, a woman named Ronnie uh, Ware, I think she's from Australia, and she's written um, a book called Regrets of the Dying. And she, a little background on her, and this, this, believe me, this is all kind of how how my mind works. You know, I had this time with these older people and sick sick friends, and then the queen died. And so I've been thinking about uh, death and really about how we're living our life every day. And okay, so I don't want you to think that this is going to be a downer type, <laughs> a really sad, morose sort of sort of a podcast. But it's things I, I really think we should think about. I mean, I encourage you to think about because so often and with our health, we don't really value it until we don't have it anymore. And, and then we start realizing that, oh, what did we lose? And so, you know, and, and our health is so imperative to how we're living our lives every day, okay? Because can you truly fulfill your passion and live your best life if you're not healthy? And then, and then you look at, well, how do I want my aging to look like? Uh, do I want it to be vital and, and full of um, engaged living and that sort of thing? And I want you to know that you have the power to create that you, by being proactive, okay? By being proactive. And so when you think about the end of our lives and, and what that means, it really, and spend some time thinking about that, it really can drive your actions now. And that's the purpose of where I want to get there. I know that was a long-winded way to get you there, but that's what I want you to really think about. And what you're choosing now is because I know we have obstacles with our food and obstacles not going to exercise and obstacles, you know. But what's going to get you past those obstacles? Okay. And that is what I want you to start thinking about. We're so just, you know, uh, we don't look ahead a little bit and knowing that what we're doing now will impact down the road. So back to, I, I, I digress, back to Bra- Bronnie Ware, she, this regrets of dying, her, she had worked, uh, I guess, in palliative care where she, worked with patients who had really gone home to die and and spend time with them and make them comfortable. And, you know, she uh, started hearing their stories because as we reach the end of our lives, what do we have left if our health is failing and our days are numbered? You have your memories, you have your relationships, you have uh, these emotions you go through uh, and there, there is a range and, and it's like, you know, you have denial, you have fear, you have remorse, uh, maybe some more denial. Uh, and eventually you have a, acceptance. 
And so she watched and people go through them at different speeds and they might not always be in one or the other. They might revert back and forth. And, and this is true when you have a health diagnosis. I've watched this happen with my clients. Uh, you know, they go through, they're, they're angry that this is happening to them. They're fearful that this diagnosis is going to change their lives. They, they're remorseful that why didn't I take better care of my health? you know, all those things. And then many are stay in denial for a long time that this isn't really happening, which isn't helpful, but it's a process. And so just know that, um, you know, this, this is very normal. And she, this happens uh, when you lose a, a loved one, it's a grief process. It's when you lose your health, this is a normal range of emotions. And, and then she says that you know, part of her her process when she worked with these guys was really getting them to peace, uh, at, you know, where they were. And so, but what she found in, in working with so many people, it boiled down to these, these five things. There's five themes about these regrets that people had. And I thought, it, you know, these really resonated with me because when you think about how you want to be living your life, uh, you know, I was like, I'm going to take this information and how can I incorporate it, incorporate it into my everyday living. So I want to share these with you from Ronnie Ware. Uh, the first trend she saw or the first sort of category she saw um, was uh, people had said that they wished that they had more courage to live the, their life truly. Okay. So I, you know, had the courage to live a life true to themselves, not the life others expected. And I think this is this was the most common regret, she said, that most people had. And I think when people realize that their life is almost over and they look back on it through a different lens, when you're looking, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? I think it's really easy to see how many of dreams have gone unfulfilled. And most people, she said, had not honored even half of their dreams and they had to really die knowing that it was due to the choices they had made or more importantly the choices they had not made and it's very important to remember we want to honor at least some of our dreams along the way but what gets in the way of that sometimes fear sometimes you know the you know wanting not wanting to have that discomfort of trying something new um, the fear of failing really gets in there. And I see this a lot with uh, clients I work, you know, clients are considering I'm working with that they're, they don't put their health first. They know there's a problem, but it's so hard for them to get out of this comfort zone. They're afraid of what it looks like to live, make these changes. So they stay the same. Okay. And I just want to encourage you to really, you know, to grow we have to be willing to feel the discomfort. It's just how it is. And now if you are in the spot you want to be and that's good, that good, you're in the exact spot. But if you have a goal or you want to be different, you want to, especially with your health, you want your health to look different, whether it's losing weight, reducing medications, lowering your blood sugars, having more energy, it's really likely you're going to have to look at your habits and do something different. Okay. And this is what I do all day long, helping people overcome those obstacles and change their habits to get to the results they want. And so 
one of the, the most poignant lines that I think she wrote um, in her essay, uh, Bronnie Ware, was that, you know, from the moment that you lose your health, it's too late. Health brings a freedom very few realize until they no longer have it. So just really, this one really struck me. I've been ruminating on this. I shared it in my private Facebook group with my clients because I, you know, they have been the courageous ones, uh, the ones that I work with that to look at, look at their lives differently and realize, realize the value of their health and, and didn't want to have it be too late. Uh, you know, they wanted their, they wanted their freedom back and they've worked really hard to get that. And it's, it's so wonderful to watch them and hear them say, I have my life back. And so if you're listening to this and you're on the fence, I encourage you, be courageous, do something different. Okay. And if you need help, get help, whether it's with me or somebody else, have someone mentor you and coach you through it because um, sometimes we need that. I mean, in, in all aspects, even high level athletes have coaches and mentors. Okay. And so we never reach a point where we don't need it. Okay. The second, the second main theme was, and she said she heard this more from men, which they wish they hadn't worked so hard. And, you know, I think, I think she, she comments that in the generation of people she was working with, uh, men were typically the breadwinners and women were the stay-at-home moms with the kids taking care of the house. And so these men were missed a lot of moments in their lives because they were, um, you know, being the breadwinners. And so, uh, you know, I think, you know, sometimes we have to look at our lives and say, can we simplify? Is there, can we do with less? Can we uh, make these conscious choices uh, that will impact my life and give me more time to be doing the things with the people I want? And so, uh, the, and you know, this idea that you know, when you're on your last days, you're never going to wish you'd spent more time in the office, right? You're never going to wish that. I mean, maybe it's the rare person that does, but what she says, what she found is that was never the case. Uh, the third theme she saw is people would say, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. And she had found that many people suppress their feelings in order to keep peace with others. They didn't want to rock the boat. And as a result, they settled for a mediocre existence and never really became who they were truly capable of becoming. And I think women do this a lot. Uh, you know, I think uh, Marianne uh, Williamson says it really well, is that, you know, we play small. We play small. And, we, and by doing that, we don't serve the world or even our families at the best, the highest level that we can. And so, you know, we often will take a, a, a back seat because we want to keep the peace. And sadly, that is not good for your health, okay? You, you suppress a lot of emotion and some of the, the illnesses that people end up getting are related to some of the bitterness and resentment that we carry around with us because we never say the words. We never express our true feelings. And just remember, we cannot control the actions of others or reactions of others. That is not what we can do. But we, we can be true to ourselves and speak honestly and 
Um, and, and, and in so doing, you actually raise your relationships to a whole new, healthier level. And it's true that, you know, sometimes you'll have to release some of those unhealthy relationships from your life because that was what will happen when you start speaking your truth. But either way, you win. Okay, either way, you win. Uh, the fourth theme was people would say, I wish I'd stayed in touch with my friends. And this really resonated with me and what kind of set me on this path of reaching out and, and seeing other friends that I hadn't seen for a while. And, you know, often we don't truly realize the full benefit of old friends until we're at the end of our lives. And those people that we created all those memories with, you know, if you liked them once, there's a good chance you like them, you still like them. But what happens along the way of our of our lives is we get busy with work, making making ends meet and being the breadwinner, building the house, um, you know, all those things. We get on that treadmill a little bit. We get busy raising the kids. I know this was my thing. I was so involved with my kids' lives. And, you know, the people that were in my life at the time were involved with my kids and my kids' activities. And the friends I'd had prior to that, uh, I didn't see as much because we weren't in the same space which was so lovely now as my kids are off living their lives. And now I can revisit those friends and pick up because we had such a strong connection. We can pick up and, and still, you know, have the, the same uh, affinity for each other that we had back then. And it's really a lovely, uh, a lovely friendship. Now we have a lot to talk about because we have a lot of years to catch up. So, you know, just, just know that, uh, taking the time. And I, I watched people do this really well uh, in my own life that, you know, pick up the phone and schedule a, a coffee or pick up the phone and say, let's go have dinner or, and it may not be every week, but you know, once every quarter, it's still keeping that contact. Okay. Keeping, I mean, our, you know, our lives are busy. Everyone's lives are busy, but wow. How good does it feel to have someone reach out and say, Hey, I want to spend time with you. Okay. And I'd rather have them do it now than come to my funeral and say their goodbyes, right? Because we can make some more memories and have some laughter. Uh, and then the, the last one was uh, the fifth uh, regret was, I wish I had let myself be happier. And this one is really interesting to me. Um, and it's, and she said this was a surprisingly common one that she heard uh, many didn't realize until the end of their lives that happiness is a choice. Uh, you know, so many people she found had stayed stuck in these old patterns and habits and the so-called, you know, comfort in quotes of the familiar and, you know, and this fear of change had them pretending to others and to themselves, honestly, that they were content. And I think this feeds into not speaking your truth and it feeds into not living your dreams, right? It feeds into all the things above it that I just spoke about, not really seeing your friends and cultivating those friendships. And so yet we keep telling ourselves, you know, oh, this is, this is as good as it gets, but is it really, is it really? And, you know, so for so many people, they, 
they really long to to laugh more and to have silliness in their lives again. Where does that go when we get, you know, as we become adults? Why can't we have that? We we take ourselves way too seriously. And so I think sometimes when you're on your deathbed, you know, the last thing you're thinking about is what others think of you. Okay. And that stops so many of us. What will people think if I do this? And it's like, you have no control over that, right? So you might as well just do what you're enjoying and do you, right? You know, just do what feels good to you and embrace that. And um, how wonderful would it be to be able to let go and smile? And I think this idea of happiness is sets us up. It's in our, uh, you know, our constitution, pursuit of happiness, and so we're always pursuing it from an out, outside way, uh, you know, it's out there somewhere. And we think stuff is going to create that happiness when really happiness starts inside. You know, we choose it every day and finding happiness in the simple. And this is why I think this whole movement toward being mindful and grateful and that whole gratitude really helps us get there. And that's a whole different podcast uh, that I think I'll do about gratitude. But, you know, so, to, so take these, these topics, these, these, these themes and, you know, see, do any of them resonate with you? Okay. Do any of them resonate with you? And I want you to really realize that uh, with your health, you have an opportunity to be proactive and to change the outcome, uh, but you have to do something different, most likely. And, and I just encourage you, don't wait until it's too late. Don't wait every day as a gift. So really, you know, try to, you know, be yourself and, and not be living the life that others expected of you. Try not to work too hard. Of course we need to work, but try not to work too hard. Try to find that balance uh, or better yet, find a job that's work that's not, okay? That's your passion. Uh, and maybe, you know, have the courage to express your feelings and stay in touch with your friends. And as we age, we start losing friends. So you might have to cultivate some new ones. And then lastly, let yourself be happy. Let yourself be happy. Okay, my friends, thank you for joining me. Uh, wishing you the best week possible. And I'll be back next week. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in today. I know there's about a million ways you can spend your time and I really do appreciate that you spent some time with me. Thank you. If you got something out of this episode and know someone who would also appreciate it, make sure to share it with them. We are all trying to get healthier in order to live well and you can show them you care about their health by sharing these messages. Want to start improving your health today? One place I like to start with clients is breakfast since morning habits are the easiest to build. That's why I created a guide called Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugars, which includes easy, delicious recipes for my favorite meals to start the day. Pick it up today for free at page.nutritionwithrobinrdn.com forward slash guide, or click the link for Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugar in the show notes. Thanks again, and see you in the next episode.